You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and we've got a uh, mix of topics to talk about today. Uh, But before we do, let's thank our patrons and move on to the first segment. List building with Joe. So I had kind of a proud papa moment uh, this week um, where my son Wesley actually joined me uh, at an X-Wing tournament uh, in L.A. And um, so for this week... This week, I didn't. I don't want to read over the list that he flew. I want to read over the list that uh, he kind of came up with, um, just to kind of see this is the the starting of the list building antics. And he chose to fly Republic, um, and so the list that he came up with was Del, uh, Anakin Skywalker and the Delta Seven B. With Brilliant Evasion, Elusive, R7A7, and Shield Upgrade. Adigala in the Delta 7 with Patience, Predator, and C110P. Uh, CLT Luminara with Patience and R4P17. And Ahsoka Tano with Extreme Maneuvers and R4P44. Um, I'm sorry. That should just be R4P. And so the idea here is you've got, he said he wanted, excuse me, he said he wanted uh, fast maneuverable ships that were good on defense and good on offense. Well, I think we got uh, three of the four out of there. Uh, The offense is going to be a little bit low on this list. Um, I, I tried to talk to him about it, but this is what he wanted to try next. So, um... This is kind of his progress. So uh, when he comes with me to the next event, um, I'll tell you all how he did and um, see what tweaks he comes up uh, with for next. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. AMG Rules Forum. And we'll start off this week with R5X3 and Trickshot Interaction. OP, does activation of R5X3 in the engagement phase prevent the use of the trick shot effect? Answer, no. Activating R5X3 does not prevent the use of the trick shot effect. As per the object's FAQ section in the rules reference guide, page 33 of version 1.4.31, an attack is obstructed by an obstacle even while the effects of the obstacle are ignored. This applies to cards such as trick shot. As a result, if you activate R5X3 and shoot through an obstacle with trick shot, the attacker gets to roll one additional die, attack die, as the attack is still obstructed, but the defender does not get an additional defense die as the effect of being obstructed is ignored. And for those that aren't familiar, R5X3 is a resistance-only astromech that reads, before you activate or engage, you may spend one charge to ignore obstacles until the end of this phase and it has two non-recurring charges next one 
ionize before activation. OP. For clarity, as the ion rules have changed several times recently, if a ship assigns a dial in the planning phase and then becomes ionized before its activation, e.g. by means of a conternet, does the ship execute an ion maneuver when it activates? Answer. Yes. If a ship becomes ionized before its activation, the ship will execute an ion ion maneuver in the same direction shown on the dial. Page 13 of the Rules Reference Guide, version 1.4.31. That's new. Well, it's probably not new, but it's new to me. All right, next one, Rose Tico Crew, OP. Rose says, spend a result to gain a target lock. So does that mean a blank die result can be used, as well as when the attack or defense phase can that be done? Can I use Finn to add a blank result right away and use the lock then to re-roll my dice and use the target lock as part of the dice modification stage or roll my dice, spend a result for the lock, and then go into the dice modification stage? Answer. Rose Tico's crew ability occurs during the relevant dice modification steps. Example, modify attack dice if attacking and modify defense dice if defending. As a result, yes, you can add a blank result with Finn, assuming the requirements for his ability are satisfied. Spend that blank result with Rose for the lock on the enemy ship, and then spend that lock to re-roll the dice, the remaining dice, assuming they are eligible to be re-rolled. Alright, next one. Star Wars Dice App. Is it legal? OP. Hello everyone. I've been using the dice throwing app for a very long time. The app, the application can be purchased on the Google Store and it is FFG Productions. In the last 2.0 rule from FFG, there was a provision saying that the application is legal and how to use it correctly. The description is slightly shorter in the new rules from AMG. Does it say whether the dice app is legal? In my honest opinion, is is legal because it is a digital product dice from FFG. I would like to know your opinion on whether the application is legal and fair. Can it be used? Can I can it use the app in tournaments? Answer: No. The Star Wars dice app is not tournament tournament legal. Next question: Hotshot Tail Blasters and Dangar Gunner. OP. So an interesting question. Does Hotshot Tail Blaster give a back arc as far as Dangar Dangar Gunner is concerned? Answer, no. Dangar Gunner requires the attack to be in your firing arc in order to trigger. Hotshot Tail Blaster does not add a firing arc to the ship equipping it. From the rules reference, version 1.4.3.1, page 4, firing arcs. A ship's firing arcs include all shaded arcs on the ship's token plus all turret arcs, if any. If an upgrade card gives a ship a turret arc or a primary weapon with a specified arc, those arcs are also firing arcs. Next one, 16 Cray's Crew Clarification. OP. 16 Cray's Crew says, say that three times fast, it says, each friendly ship may choose to gain one deplete token and one focus token, or gain one disarm token and one evade token. 
Does this mean that each friendly ship gets to make that decision so that one ship could choose deplete focus and another could choose disarm evade and a third could choose to do neither? Or maybe you have to stick with only one of those options. For instance, that only the deplete focus or nothing to be available to each ship. Is it even possible to choose neither of the options when the charges are spent? For instance, if you only want the disarm to evade on one ship and nothing on the others, or does that mean every ship in your list needs to do the same thing, all deplete focus or all disarm evade, or is there a different interpretation that is correct? Answer. When you activate Satine Cray's crew, each ship resolves the ability independently. A decision made for each ship whether to gain whether to 1. Gain 1 Deplete Token and 1 Focus Token, 2. Gain 1 Disarm Token and 1 Evade Token, or 3. Do not gain any tokens. And the last one that we'll read today is Clarification on Unit Wording for Tristan Wren and Gar Saxon. OP. Hello. Stumbled today over an issue that come due to translation blur. Gar Saxon's in Gauntlet Fighter and Tristan Wren's ability both refer to unit instead of the classic ship. I'm assuming that their skill could also affect super commandos, which are devices remotes, hence no ships but units. Now I see that the German translation uses the German word word skiff, schiff, which translates to ship in both cases. For comparison, a ship like Commander Gorin also uses ship in its translation. So does the skills revere, as I assume, also to remotes? Or is it just to ships? Answer. Both Gar Saxon, Imperial Gauntlet Fighter, and Tristan Wren, Crew, refer to units and not ships. Any rulings for cards that have been translated into a country's local language are based on the English language version of the cards. From the rules reference version 1.4.3.1 under Unit, ships and remotes are units. So as I stated at the beginning of the episode, this is going to be kind of a a mixed bag of uh, different topics. Um, The first one that I'll talk about is just a general update on Kyber statistics. Because there happen to be some, um, don't expect this every week unless there happens to be some every week. And that's uh, win percentages of the different factions. So first faction, um, highest win percentage was Republic at 54%. Um, Resistance at 53.8%. Empire at 52.7%. Separatists at 52.6%. Rebels at 52%, Foe at 47.4%, and Scum at 39.5%. So um, you get kind of an idea of uh, what lists are doing well. Uh, Last episode I read over all the lists that uh, are in Kuiper, without going into the specific details of each specific list, just all the pilots, basically. Um, so, as uh, more data becomes available, we'll uh, we'll talk about it and kind of see how see how things are. All right, so that's that's the first topic. Um, 
the the next topic uh and well we'll kind of stay on kyber for a minute um we'll talk about how um stay classy x-wing is doing and um i'm sad to report that uh we lost our first round um we got one win and two losses and we were playing hold on let me pull it up real quick we were playing revenge of the siblings um And uh, they they managed to take us. It was uh, it was an incredibly close game uh, that I played against Cat Patrick, and uh, I just I wasn't able to. Uh, it was one of those that I set up wrong because um, I didn't want to joust, but then I made some bad piloting decisions. And that kind of compounded it, and then um, I ended up not being able to do the damage that I wanted to do, and then just basically lost a ship a turn to this resistance block of ships. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was bad. Um, so uh, congratulations to Revenge of the Siblings um, for taking that first round from us. Now, uh, second round, um, we are currently up one game in three. Uh, I just had finished my game um, before recording this episode, and I was flying against Elmiar Batong. Um, and sorry if I butchered your name. Um, and he was flying a scum list of uh, Boba, Finn, and Cannon. And... Um, it was a total dice game going against me uh, most of the match, and yet somehow I managed to sneak in a win. <laughs> I'm still not quite sure how I did it, um, but um, Juno managed to get a um, a range three. So I had Boba Fett target locked. Had a range three unobstructed shot. I got that cannon, so now I'm rolling two dice. Um, I've got Vizier and Palpa is the only thing that's left. Um, so I roll Focus, Focus, and I kind of wrestle with whether I'm going to re-roll both or if I'm going to Palp one and then re-roll one. Um, I end up choosing, for better or for worse, whatever it was, I chose to re-roll both dice, ended up with just one hit, going into a range three, one health Boba, and he blanked out um, to, to get me the win. So um, just an absolute great game. Um, had fun time playing it, uh, but managed to um, get that win in against Sasigi Squadron. So we'll see if... Um, or Sisig squadron um i i don't know if my team will um uh, pull together and get the win for us uh this week or not it's we'll just have to wait and see so so that's kyber i am enjoying flying this empire list i get a little bit better with it each time i play it um but i haven't been playing it very much and um 
There, there's kind of a reason for that. So I've got to back up a little bit before we kind of sig as we transition into the next subject. And that's, you know, I've been flying first order for a long time. You know, I took first order to Golden State Games. Did absolutely atrocious uh, going one and four, but still somehow managed to get all the prizes for um, top in faction. So I've been toying with and thinking of uh, what faction I want to bring to LVO um, to to basically try to go top eight in faction at LVO. That, that's my goal for LVO. I don't care what else happens. I want to go top eight in faction. So I'm looking at um, underrepresented factions that um, typically see at LVO. And so I um, sorry, brain brain kind of just departed there for a second. So um, I, I kind of narrowed it down to to three factions. Um, Republic, rebels, or CIS. Now, um, I was trying to fly Republic for a while and was, um, had just straight stole a list from Paul LaRue, um, and was flying that, but, um, there, it wasn't, I probably wasn't flying it correctly to be honest, but I wasn't getting the results out of that list that I would have liked. And at the same time, um, I was tracking my die stats. Don't, don't do that, by the way. Please, please don't. It's, it's, it's never good. I'm still doing it to this day, but I'm really trying not to. Uh, anyway, I was tracking my die stats, and I went, um, what, 12 or 13 out of 14 games with a negative die stat. Now, I didn't lose all of those, but that was just... Um, tracking the dice stats, what, what I found. Um, and it was kind of demoralizing, uh, is, is the best word for it. Um, so summing all that up, basically, um, I decided to go against, uh, Republic. So that left CIS or, uh, the Rebellion. Now the Rebellion's got some good ships. I have nothing against the Rebellion. Um, but, I kind of wanted to try CIS out. Um, they're generally a uh, um, underrepresented, overperforming faction at um, other events. So, so I picked a CIS list, um, and uh, I just straight net decked it. Um, so I took Paul Heaver's list from PAX Unplugged, which, um, if anyone is not familiar with that list, it is, um, Siege of Coruscant, Count Dooku, um, gosh, why is, why is my brain not working? General Grievous without maneuver, impervium plating, and Solus one, um, Dirge with contraband, uh, proton cannons, 
uh, engine upgrade and title, and uh, TIS 8081 with um, from Siege of Coruscant with outmaneuver afterburners and um, contingency protocol. Now the contingency protocol is pretty much a dead ability, but it's a uh, it's it's a it's a fun chip. So I I put that list into tabletop simulator and started flying it and had just some immediate success. So I decided to put it together, pack it up, and take it with me to the local tournament at GMI Games in um, L.A. Just a little bit of drive for me, and this was the one my son decided to to come out. And he, he flew Republic. Uh, we put him together uh, a list with a bunch of clones and OP-1. Um, and I ended up winning the whole thing. Um, I'm still not sure um, how I did it. I know my opponent in... Round two had to go, and um, I don't want to say that he threw the game, but he threw the game. <laughs> um, it was it was really close, um, but he made a move with uh, one of his ships that um, was kind of suboptimal and kept Grievous, who was only on one health, out of a firing arc and allowed him to get a kill, which ended up uh, causing me to win the game. And uh, then my final match uh, was against uh, a good friend of mine. Uh, you probably heard of him, Mitch Hurst, um, who was flying a Republic list. And uh, it just, like, I, I got lucky. Things kind of went in my favor. Um, I managed to win the game by getting uh, Anakin who had three health into a kill box with three of my ships that were remaining. Like, he he nuked the droid pretty early. Um, but the rest of my ships were all able to put Anakin in a kill box and ended up taking him out. And that's what won me the game and thus the tournament. Um, now, that was fun. But what I really kind of want to also segue in is talk about Wesley because... Wesley was flying a list that he had never flown before uh, with a whole bunch of triggers that uh, most of which he didn't know. And he came in seventh out of 11 players. So I'm really proud of that kid. Um, he did he did a good job. He only got one win, but he still got a win. Um, so he's he's got the basics in there. And it's... Uh, I was I was real proud to have him with me at the tournament and um, kind of holding his own a little bit. Um, so anyway, that's that's that. So now um, I come back from the tournament and I'm trying to ramp up the practice that I'm doing. So I'm trying to play four to five games of X-wing a week, um, going into LVO and then. Um, Depending on how things go, I may keep this list for worlds or I may do something else. I don't know. You guys know I I rarely um, make up my mind um, probably when it needs to be made up. So anyway, 
Um, I considered taking TIS. Well, I didn't consider. I did take C, uh, TIS out of the list, and I replaced him with uh, Siege of Coruscant TBS-404 and C, Siege of Coruscant Doofus um, 311, I think, or maybe... Oh, no, I, I don't... I'm not going to pretend to didn't know the number off the top of my head. Um, and I flew a couple reps with that. Um, it still had really good progress, but something just didn't feel right with that version of the list. Um, ended up losing the game, uh, talking to a good friend of mine about it who was flying um, the same list that uh, Mitch was flying. And uh, it was actually my, my teammate, uh, Jorge. And... Um, he mentioned that if I had so much success with the Tri-Fighter that I should probably keep the Tri-Fighter in there. So I threw the Tri-Fighter in, um, and I've been flying that pretty much since. And again, I'm trying to get, um, between four and five games of X-Wing in a week, um, just to kind of keep my skills sharp, put the reps in with the list, um... Yeah, and just because practice is good. Um, It gives you experience flying against a lot of different opponents. And I've been doing really well with the list. Um, Yeah, I I don't know what my win percentage is. I don't even really care at this point. I'm having fun with the list. It's it's a challenging list. Um, It's good. Um, It has the right amount of decision-making um, they got two ships without maneuver, which is just hilarious, um, and really can bring the pain, um, to an unsuspecting, um, opponent. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I did fly that list, uh, during the, uh, first week of the sector series, um, got a loss with it, um, which um, it's kind of a bad game. I, I tilted in the middle of it, which didn't help anything. Um, I managed to, to kind of crawl my way back in and was one turn away from pulling the underdog victory uh, out when the timer went off. And I flew against uh, five First Order ties and uh, Breach. And I, I really mean it. If I would have had one more turn, um, I could have won that game. So, um, but I still like. I still had fun playing it. I still enjoyed flying that list. Um, so, most likely, unless something drastic happens, that's what I'm going to be taking to LVO. Um, I'm excited to to go. Uh, got the hotel booked. Um, I've got a friend who's going to be coming with me in the car. I've got another friend who's going to, who we're going to meet there, um, who's going to be staying with us in the hotel room. So like we're we're stoked, and I'm I'm ready to do that. Uh, I'm also so this is um, getting to a side note. Um, I want to start pre- preparing my body uh, physically and mentally for this event so i've been getting up in the morning and going for a walk been trying to do um push-ups and core exercises so um i kind of 
not only am I working out my brain by getting, you know, four to five games in of X-Wing each week, I'm also working out my body. So I'm ready and, and I'm liking the results. This is this has all been very good for me so far. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that I wanted to talk about? Uh, I'm sure there is, but I've kind of rambled enough. Let's try to keep to our half-hour episodes. If you've made it this far, thank you very much. Uh, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending it with me. Please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast. It really means a lot to me. I read each one. If you'd like to support this podcast, please consider becoming a patron. Um, it helps keep the, uh, the the day-to-day bills going and um, allows me to do cool stuff. Um, yeah, right now it's, it's mainly keeping the, the day-to-day bills going. Um, and for that, I am very thankful. Um, as I said, and this is, you have to go several episodes back. Once I get my finances in a better spot, then I'll start um, bringing back some of the cool um, Patreon-only gifts um, and uh, support that I, I did before. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting close. All right. As you know, I like to end each podcast with a question. And this week's question is, what preparations are you doing for your next tournament? This is Sailor Joe, signing off.